0: The Cuse Militia. Ah! Ah! Now, no. those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and
3: Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. Acuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. The Orange rack up almost 650 yards and hold Wagner to an even 50 total. Cruising to a 59 to nothing win. And it was like watching a video game. Um, but still fun. So they'll move to 5-0. Oh, they did move to 5-0 for the first time since 1987. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you and fan feedback. Some recently breaking news that you'll already know probably by the time you listen to this, but Syracuse is moved up in the coaches poll to 21st. I saw this morning, first thing, then uh, the uh, actually moved up in the AP poll or in AP poll at 22nd as, as uh, Florida state and Pitt drop out after their losses. So looks like if, if not much is to change here, that NC state's going to come into the dome. With uh against a ranked to play a ranked Syracuse, so it's gonna be two ranked mm-hmm. teams, and I think that I read that Matt Park. I think I, I put it on the socials. Um, he was on Twitter. It's the first, it's gonna be the first time since 01 to, where we're um playing in the dome with we're ranked and we're playing a ranked opponent, so making history, all kinds of history actually, Enough. um, happening. As Tucker passes a few more guys on the all-time, rushing almost list. got hurt trying to expand. And on we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about all of those things as we listen first to what Coach had to say after the game.
2: Uh, obviously, extremely excited about the uh, start. Uh, again, a uh, little disappointed in the uh, penalties, eight for seventy-five yards. We really wanted to have a clean game. I thought we got close to it in a lot of areas, although there was some mistakes out there. Uh, was happy uh, that we had some fans. can't wait to see us after this break when we come back and we have NC State in the Dome. Really looking forward to having it wild and crazy again, because we do need our 12th man if we're gonna continue this run in the second half
3: coach last last season it was a bye week that was later in the year now it's more earlier this season midway through why is that so important with the tough slate coming up after the bye week
2: you know at first I didn't I didn't at the beginning I didn't really think it was in a great position for us but based off the injuries and the things that have happened I think it couldn't come at a at a better time and we need it there's things we need to work on there's things we need to rest. Injuries, we need to rest because the back half is going to be extremely difficult. And it's obviously going to start with NC State and the Wolfpack, you know, after the break. It's extremely logical. If you watch most of the games like this, you normally give the, you make halftime adjustments at halftime and you normally give that starting offense one more series and then you get everybody out of the game. So they had one more series and uh, when they got there one more series, we pulled everybody out of the game.
3: So there was, like, no conversation about pulling them earlier? Not with me. Coach, what can you say about LaQuinn's future at the running back position?
2: Hey, He's a a New Jersey guy, you know, Gatorade Player of the Year. Another one of those guys from New York and New Jersey that we recruit and that we think is, you know, good regardless of how many stars they get. And it looks like he's going to be really good. We just have to wait and see. gave you guys a little taste of it today, but, um, I think he has a bright future, but I could be wrong. I just think that Garrett's Garrett came in and worked extremely hard. You know, he worked with, you know, his, uh, his trainer in the off season. He worked with coach Beck. He worked with coach Anai. Uh, he worked with our receivers. And if you just watch all the stuff they did over the summertime, you felt like they were working cohesively enough that they might have a day like this. Uh, it's it's crazy cuz i didn't realize that he had went 17 for 17 until about 10 minutes before i walked up here and then the first thing i thought about is how cool is that for him but then i also thought about for you to go 17 for 17 that also means that no receiver dropped the ball and how cool is that for the wide receivers and how that means he also didn't get hurried he had time how cool is that for the offensive line so I think that all that stuff, considering that it was a good offensive performance, and I'm excited for all the, all the people in that group.
3: Are you pleased with your performance today, and if so, why?
2: Uh, I would say I'm pleased. That's uh, you know, been a couple of weeks, but uh, guys came out today, uh, played hard, and uh, we definitely came out with a win. Uh,
3: for Sean or Garrett, you, your guys' thoughts on staying out there into the second half and just kind of that decision and your reaction to it? um
1: not gonna lie we were trying to go for some records so we weren't able to get that though
2: yeah uh coach came up and then uh oc came up to us and uh you know he wanted us to go for that record but uh you know a of injury happened but <laughs>
3: I right, real quick before we get started we do have uh we have n- new sponsorship that will be starting soon and there's a a little perk to this thing and so I don't Joe you don't even know this cuz I haven't really mentioned it no. much uh I think um news to me Well because I didn't want to mention anything until I was given until I knew it, more information so gosh there's a little there there's a, it's another it's another betting platform okay with a little bit of a twist and I have designed our in the works to design uh, it's been about a week and a half now it's kind of taken way longer than I would have liked it to to design a new you know we I have these variations of the auto that we've done throughout the years that we kind of just morph one basically one really good design into a, a, a couple different designs and things like that so anyways it has to do with that but there'll be more information on that hopefully, hopefully by the next time we do a show we'll be you know we'll be doing the live read stuff and and things like that it's gonna be um it seems to be like it's gonna be really uh cool so anyways uh there's that there is also we are going to try uh to go live during we do our audio live for fan feedback segments and we're gonna try to do. Um, some you, you go live on YouTube too during those segments as well. So you can either listen on the if you want to get on the show, you'll have to listen on the Spotify live app, but you can watch live if you'd like on YouTube. So as soon as I figure out how to do that, um, which I'm sure I'll get some hints. For, if anybody has hints or good ways to do this, please DM me. I, I am an open mind to all kinds of platforms or whatever's going to be easiest because. That's a lot to do without another guy in here with me. So the things I've tried are a little bit more complicated than I like through OBS Studio and things like that. So anyways, uh, some, a couple, so that's what we can look forward to. And during this bye week, uh, I'm going to try to button a lot of that stuff up. So anyways, to the montage. Uh, good start. Uh, for uh, the game, for the orange in the game yesterday, eight penalties for 75 yards, as we heard coach mention. Still got to clean up there. And, you know, if you're going to pick on something, that's been the thing to really pick on uh, through the first two games in, in this game as well. Um, coach, happy to see some fans in there, he says. But, uh, you know, and like we've mentioned, we're going to need a real 12th man. I don't see how we don't get to 40 with a ranked NC State coming in to play a ranked Syracuse. So we've got a couple weeks to work on that. And look, I watched NC State-Clemson last night, as I'm sure many of you did. These are, these are tough teams coming up, tough teams. And um, they play hard. And Syracuse is going to need to be ready, which brings us to Coach's second point, or the second question he was asked about. or the first question... No, it was the second question, but it's our first question. Uh that he was asked about during during the um presser, which is um the bye week. It's it's coming almost right at half halfway through the year, which is excellent. We we kinda you know, we always speculate the buy, is it gonna be good, is it gonna be bad. We were we were a little skeptical of it coming. After the fifth game going into the sixth, uh, coach says he was too. But like he said, I think it's good to be able to, you know, work on some things, get some rest, uh, nurse some injuries, as well as have an extra week to prepare for NC State, who's no slouch and uh, can play football. So um, those are all good things, Joe. Um, getting, it getting, looks like, you know, the, the Owies, uh, you know, starting to pile up a little bit and to yeah. be able to kind of get some rest and prepare and button some other things up, like the penalties and things like that. Uh, this buy is going to be a, a good opportunity at a good time, I think so.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, but this was kind of like just a scrimmage, you know, I yeah. mean, Brent Ax kind of alluded to it a little bit and I'll give him a little bit of credit. This is probably a team that we shouldn't even schedule because I mean, that was just bad. I mean, when you really look at the stats and you break the stuff down, um, the penalties really didn't matter. Uh, I understand getting some confidence and some experience with your younger guys. But, you know, in doing that, there were certain situations where, you know, I mean, we were we lucked out because Bergeron went down. Sean Tucker went down. Those aren't things that we need again going against D1 AA right before the bye week and everything like that. You know, I mean, Bergeron went down and I was like, all right, he's done. Take his helmet. Like, we're good. Yeah. Right.
3: I'm and then, with you. Like,
1: I didn't expect them to come out in the second half. Now, I do understand to Dino's point, what he was kind of talking about, I get that a little bit, but when you're at the point at halftime where the other co- where you and the other coach mutually come to an agreement of, like, hey, let's, like, not do anything crazy, Wagner just stopped throwing the ball, right? Um, and they were like, let's go to 10-minute quarters, just get out of here. Um, I mean, when it gets to that point, then to me personally, you don't you know, bring your starters out there in the second half.
3: No, but and, and we, I know that that's normal protocol. Well, that's, what we, that that's what we talked about. That's what we talked about. do
1: with them also trying to, you know, this is normal protocol. And in with doing this protocol, we're going to break a record with Sean Tucker. And that's kind of what the mentality was. Probably going to be a no harm, no foul. Thought he was going to break another long one get another touchdown, pat his stats, and then call it a day, right? Um, And then that happened. So, again, we played a little bit with fire um, because, again, you talk about normal protocol against a team like that, but that we weren't even in a normal protocol situation. I don't even know. I'm sure we're not the first team, then the first time that this has ever happened, but I've never –
3: I've never remember seen
1: it. seeing a game where it, they just start okay ten minute quarters.
3: Yeah, well, we talked. You know, normal protocol, quote unquote, is to put the starters in for a series in the second half, and um, we talked about that in the last game. But that was without seeing what we were going to see, and when I saw what I saw, I didn't see a point in it. And and coach is going to defend his decision because. He's coach and he makes the calls and he you know, he he's going to defend that decision. Thankfully, no one was seriously injured, but when you watch it live and you're like, what are we doing? Why is he still in there? It's a little bit frustrating as a fan. Now, I think that's his third time needing help off the field this season. So you know, thankfully, it's been nothing serious, and uh, we move on. But I feel like you kind of escaped one, maybe there for that. So um, that that will button up that point. That brings us to the uh, Quint Allen uh, longest rush in Syracuse football history without a touchdown, which is was previously held by James Mungro. I think it was 86 yards, mm. uh, but this 90 yard, uh, and you saw him just run out of steam, man. He was so close. It's um, just, just, a long just, sprint. <laughs> that's a long sprint, especially when you start the way he started. Um,
1: yep. Breaking tackles the, and yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, um, cool. But another record. Um, he'll be put in, into the record books there. And, and um, we threw
1: a perfect game.
3: Yes, that's the next point. That's the next point. Um, he always won ahead. Sorry. You, I, I mean, you, just, you I listen to, to again, the montage. Look, look. You listen to the montage. Next time you well, we're do that. talking about we, records. I know. How we're getting this? there. We're getting there. we had two running backs that
1: in one play had more offense than Wagner in the whole game?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's numerous plays where we had more offense in one play than Wagner had the whole game. So there's numerous plays, I think. that. that and then when
1: you look at the passing, I mean, there was two different players that had more passing yards than they had the whole game in just one catch. We had three receivers that actually had more yards than they did for a whole game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um,
3: uh, well, back to Lequint. Uh He looks like a he looks like a, a solid running back, a solid backup to Sean Tucker to me. And co- yeah. coach didn't fluff him too much, but um, he looks solid to me. And and it was and it was before Wagner, so I'm not like basing was, this off of what I seen the- yesterday.
1: I mean, the way that he was cutting, the way he was using his hands with stiff arms and stuff like that. I mean, that's he's got all the intangibles there. Then you look at him and you're like, oh, man, like he's so small. But then you're like, oh, he's a true freshman. So,
3: right. I
1: mean, you if he adds, you know, obviously some some footwork stuff that, you know, they always work on in the offseason and stuff like that. But also some some weight, some strength to the already, you know, the the techniques and everything that he has as a running back and, and, you know, the vision and everything. I mean, he's got it. You can see it. Um, You know, I, I mean, Bayer's is right right there where the way that he said it. You know, I mean, he just said, I could be wrong, but he kind of sounded like, you know, that it was kind of like a fat chance, right? So, yeah, Um, definitely one of the guys that, honestly, I mean, I thought coming into it that he would be a decent change of pace. You know, they've got him involved in some plays, right? They had like that quarterback reverse throw type thing and stuff like that. But I can definitely see him as somebody who gets sprinkled in there for a little bit of a change of pace um, when Sean Tucker isn't working or um, is tired in the future of this season.
3: Yeah. It's good. It's a good, he's a good little change of pace. I mean, if, if
1: get him the ball out in the open. Yeah, exactly.
3: Uh, Garrett, obviously the, the working over the off season has paid off. We've noticed it. He's had a couple uh, rough games against some tougher opponents uh, past couple weeks, but you know, the, what he did yesterday, I don't care who it's against, and this is to Coach's point, 17 for 17 for 238 yards. That's another school record, a, a record previously held by Donovan McNabb in 1996 when he went 16 for 19 against Army. So uh, 17 for 17, 100% um, completion rate is a, is a record. It's never happened. Garrett did it with 17 for 17 doesn't matter who we were playing against. we've played scrubs before and that's never happened. So no. um, really cool. then Garrett Trader goes in the record book. So he looks good, obviously, um, but a total team effort with the 17 for 17 like coach mentioned, you know um, no pressure. Uh, Garrett was very comfortable in the pocket. Delivering those throws and um, with great accuracy, and as well as uh, the offensive line, the receivers did their part. They didn't drop any balls. Everybody caught everything. That is a whole core unit, offensive core unit, like accomplishment. Even though Garrett Schrader's name's going to go down on there, that is that is that is the offense coming together for for that record. There, it's pretty awesome. That's
1: not easy to do, no matter what the
3: opponent. Exactly. is, Exactly right. right. That's my point. Um, so really good. Like I said, it looked like a video game. And as Joe mentioned, you know, the, to the to that point, it, they shortened the third and fourth quarters. I was like, man, this is going by really quick. And then, uh, yeah,
1: and then, no, I said the same thing. Dude. <laughs> like I was fast forward, and all of a sudden, I looked and I was like, got through the commercial, and I was like, nine fifty three. I'm like, where did the last five yes, minutes go? So I had to go back and rewind. Yes,
3: it. And yes. And then I
1: heard it, and I was like, oh, okay. Why are we doing that? I so, mean, I get it, but.
3: I didn't hear it announced, but no. the second half starts, and me and my wife are just shooting shit and hanging out watching the game, and uh, I felt like no time at all went by, and I'm looking up, and it's like eight something left. I'm like, what the hell happened? And I didn't find out till the fourth quarter, when the fourth quarter started, what they were doing. So, anyways, I was confused yeah. for a minute. She
1: would have rewound it, and you would have heard it, but yeah. No.
3: yeah well, I cu- well, I couldn't. See, here's the thing. Oh, okay. I was on, Here, the I was on an iPad. No, nah. And and I we don't usually hang out inside, especially when the weather's decent, but yeah. my outside TV, I can't like sling or whatever you call it, like a uh, screen mirror or whatever. So anyways, um I didn't want to screw it up. It was already airdrop. acting funny. Yeah, it doesn't have AirDrop. That's what it is. Yeah, it doesn't have that. Uh so anyways, how about um, Amari Hatcher by the way? Yeah, I mean, good. It's good, Mari Hatcher, great play, um, Devon Cooper the
1: guy that we were talking about that were coming up the was coming up the depth chart, and he went out there, and I would have loved to have seen him with a different view because I thought that that was good in the NFL on Sundays, and that's a tough catch,
3: right? Yeah, it, it, it was, and um, another
1: guy to look forward to, I think. Yeah, I think the there's future.
3: a, I think there's a bunch of them, and I love it. I think it's. I awesome. mean, remember
1: the you know, the LeQuinn Allen run? Remember he was running out of you know he was running. You remember Amari Hatcher just came out of nowhere? like
3: Yeah, until you lay a He block. ran that
1: amount, too, right? Yeah, he did. He came out of nowhere to try to get...
3: you followed him all the way down there. Well,
1: oh, yeah, but he caught up to him. That yeah, that's the that thing. Too. He caught up to everybody. Yeah. He <laughs> was like, wow, that guy is fast. We need to get him on the field.
3: Yeah. Um, and, you know, he got a shout-out from Garrett Trader during the player presser, too. So, yep. um, you know, getting getting his name called there. It's pretty cool. Uh, Sean Tucker was pleased with his performance. We're going to, we heard that early. Of course that tweet's going to come out eventually and we <laughs> knew he would be pleased, but he's pleased. Uh, I thought it was funny. I just included that last, that last little bite in there. Um, when, uh, when they were asked about being in the, uh, in, in the second half and uh, Garrett Trader just says, I'm going to be honest. We were trying to break some records. I think that's, I think it's hilarious, but,
1: Oh, 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 it definitely is. But, I mean, I think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, people try to – they're probably going to use that in parse words to go against, like, what Babers was saying. You know what I mean? But I, when you're winning 49 yeah, yeah. nothing, and the protocol is that the first team comes out in the second half and does one – I mean, if you're the offensive coordinator, what are you going to do to try to motivate these guys that are up 49 nothing? right? Hey, you got this record. Let's get in there. Let's, let's, let's knock this out. Yeah, we
3: have We're one more series anyway. to get this done.
1: But it wasn't about the record. Well, it it was just a motivation no. point to the players, like, "Hey, by the way, you're this close to this record. Let's get out and do this in this drive that you guys are going to go out and do, right?" So, and for the players, it's obviously going to be about the record at that point because they already proved everything they had to prove by beating them forty nine nothing.
3: Yes. Uh, so um, that's that. That wraps that up. I mean, it's sneaky it, player it, of
1: the game. Who is it?
3: Sneaky player of the game.
1: Like yeah, so like the last couple of weeks, you know, there was like Kevon Darton who stepped up on defense, and okay. then okay. last week I okay. on okay. Anwar okay. Sparrow, yeah, he stepped up and he's he he played a good game last night too. Um, but the one to me, Lowry, Lowry, man, Lowry, Lowry, seven tackles leads the team, three and a half tackles for losses.
3: That guy and, was yeah. everywhere. Yeah, the and team. and you know you still had. Um, uh, guys like Braylon Oliver was in there. I mean, um, oh, yeah. we saw a little Malcolm Falk and uh, Joe Biddy Jr. got a sack. He, he had a tackle. So um,
1: Steve Linton had two sacks. Malcolm Falk had half a sack. His tackle was half a sack.
3: Or his tackle was a half a sack. Yeah, yeah. And there
1: you go.
3: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, it's good seeing those guys get burned, man, and get get out there and and kind of just obviously. Okay. Caden get, Bailey, get the get he's the field. Three tackles. Yeah, and see Caden freshman. Bailey. Huh? Well, isn't um, isn't um, what's his name? Braylon Oliver, isn't he a true freshman too? Hold on a second. Is he? No,
1: Braylon Oliver was a transfer from Louisville. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And Caden Bailey, he's a right. true freshman. His uh, uncle's Champ Bailey, dad, Boss Bailey from Georgia.
2: mm Hmm.
1: So Champ I Bailey. mean, even seeing him getting out there. I mean, who knows? It might be his only game he plays. I don't know if he's going to get redshirted or not, but he looks pretty good, too. So, yeah, that's, like, about the only thing that I enjoy about these games. I'd like to have been able to see Carlos Del Rio Wilson get a little bit more burn, see what they can do, and maybe open it up a little bit. But at that point, man, we were just beating them so bad, and it was more or less just let's just run the ball, wind the clock down, and get out of here without injuries.
3: Yeah, and uh, to your point, I mean, I wanted to see him passing more, too, but um – um. It's kind of like
1: two more touchdowns. And if Wagner would have kept passing, there would have been more interceptions like Deuce Chestnuts for his pick six. Yeah. So, I mean, Wagner was down however much, and they were still just running the ball because they didn't want to make it worse.
3: Right. So, anyways. Um, Okay. That's going to do it for us. It's time to hear from you.
0: From
3: the Loudhouse. Uh, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. Uh, you leave your thoughts on said game, and we talk about them. And you know, look, here's the thing. I know it was a game that we expected to win, a game that you may not have learned a lot from. Uh, kind of, like, I, like I said, I want to see a Harlem Globe Trotter type win. And I think we did, you know. The, the The offense was very basic, but it was effective, and, oh, yeah. it, and it looked ridiculous. It did right? So yeah. okay, that's a Harlem. No, goal, I mean that's a Harlem like gold Like rookie on
1: Madden.
3: Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even it kept, I mean, it, that, it's even hard to do to hold a team to fifty yards on rookie and Madden. I mean, maybe a Wagner. Right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, I think the final tally, and I have a screenshot here, but ESPN says 630, 631, total, 631 total yards for Syracuse. This, the screenshot I grabbed from the game is 637 total yards. But <laughs> that's a lot to 50. That's a lot mm. to 50. So at the end of uh-huh. the day.
1: 26 it, first downs to four. Yeah. And, like, this is the crazy thing. In the time of possession, we had 25-49. They had 24-11. Yeah, we didn't even have a, a, a drive past eight minutes or pl- sorry, past eight plays. And we scored every drive except for the last drive at the, f- at the end of the first half and the last drive at the end of the game. And it's only because we didn't try.
3: Right. But, but I mean, we knelt down when we, we could have scored We could have called the timeout and yeah. at
1: least kicked the field goal. Yeah. At the I end mean, of the first half and the second half, it was the same. We just conceded to running out the clock.
3: Right. At No Blanchard 44 on Twitter Joe, I hope you got some pulled up on, on Facebook. That's a no. Of course I do. <laughs> Screen just went blank. Uh, starters should have been on the sideline after halftime, not much to talk about, so I'll pose a question. Is Louisville the worst team in the Atlantic this year? And well statistically, yes they are. They are. They they haven't won a conference game yet and looking back at that win doesn't seem like it was as good of a win as we might have thought at the time when we won but you know it was it was we handled them very um very easily and also they did it looked like i don't think Cunningham came back in at some point in the game yesterday so that doesn't help their cause either but i mean it was Boston College, right? That's who they played, Boston College? wasn't? Yep. Yeah. So
1: They won. Boston College beat them. Yeah.
3: Right. And that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, so, Noah, yeah. They're, they're legit the worst team in the Atlantic. And guess who's on the other side? <laughs> worst in the Coastal, and that's UVA. So, a couple of the wins that we have are two of the worst teams in the ACC. And that's where it's going to be tough for me to shift gears into NC State without being extremely nervous. So we get to watch NC State play one more time before Syracuse has to play them. But like I said last night, I just feel like NC State is playing really 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 strong football. I know they they lost with 20 uh 20 to 30 against Clemson last night, but the 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 first half of that game was tough football and they are they are they are an excellent excellent football team right now. As well as you know even Clemson looking better and better oh, dude. every Clemson's week too. Line, looks. Yeah, so <sighs> it's looks really brutal. And, and if you really want to get down to it, what is NC State? Did they drop out of the uh, AP, Joe? Did you notice? I mean, no. they wouldn't have dropped out, but where did they? Where did they fall to?
1: Fourteen, I want to say. Fourteen. Okay, well,
3: they're the second worst team statistically in the Atlantic right now, based off of based off of records, because the only conference game they played was against Clemson and they lost. So, um. You know, watch them next week. I mean, that's all I can say. Who do they play next week? Let's see if this will bring it Florida up Florida State. Yeah, Florida State. So that'll be good, Florida State. Don't
1: know where, but uh, I mean, it's I'll at tell you NC what, State. Some of those NC State guys got beat up. I mean, there were some injuries. Uh, there was definitely a super physical game. You could hear the popping of the pads and everything like that. So um, next week's going to be a difficult game for them, especially considering Florida State losing to Wake Forest. So. You know they're going to want to come back and get redemption. That
3: was um, a good game too, by as the well. Way. I yeah, thought that they were good both. Game.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were good games. NC State was in it for a little while, but just got to a point where they needed to make some plays, in the defensive line for Clemson just didn't allow um, Leary to do that, and that's really what it came down to. Um, so, super scary. Um, <clears throat> Adam yeah. Williams, Facebook. Next six games are going to be brutal. Just to go along what we were talking about, time to show what we're made of. There's something about this team that feels special.
3: Well, we're gonna know how special after the next game, October fifteenth, uh, NC State. We're gonna know. We're gonna know a, a whole lot the next two games. A whole oh, lot. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Let me get a couple more. in. So I'm picking this yeah, one because last name is Raleigh and that's where I live. So Dave Raleigh. I liked everything I saw. That's biased.
3: That's biased.
1: These guys play hard and have talent. Oh, I don't want to hear about bias when it comes to picking.
3: Oh talent. boy, here we go. All right.
1: The coaches need to help them stop the penalties and the coaches need to understand that there's a time and a place to sit starters.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think when you talk about traditionally, this is what we do and you look at the scoreboard and shortened quarters, I think you need to call an audible on some of that stuff. Right there with you. I'm totally fine with the whole first half. I really am. I I mean, that, why not you know um but yeah i mean and it's easy for us to question and none of us are mad about it because no one did get get hurt but if someone had gotten hurt this that's what this show would be about today is that sean tucker is out for the season because dino decided to get a little greedy and play him at the start of the third when we've already shortened the quarter by five minutes so and, and that would be a legit gripe that is not what happened though and we can talk about what maybe could have been but at the end of the day it is what it is and uh you know i think it's easy to say that type of stuff in hindsight
1: oh yeah you know 100 percent. so can i get one more in here
3: go, yeah go ahead
1: all right so this is a good one actually i'm gonna get two more real quick yeah. zach shay
3: our boy our buddy, oh zach. our boy our boy zach our boy yeah. zach does he have the uh top fan badge or what <laughs> He does not. Zach! He does not. I don't don't know.
1: I don't know if it's because it's through my – I don't know. Can we please stay healthy on the D-line? Glad we came in and took care of business. We should see the number 25 next to our name for NC State. Make it happen, Nate Mink, you dork.
3: Um uh, yeah well, he got his wish obviously that that was uh that was better probably last night and uh Zach getting his wish there, and we're even yeah like you said Joe, we're even better than that, so it's excellent it's exciting again, you know it's right. just i don't want the i don't want the um the 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 top twenty five revolving door problem where you enter into your next game ranked and then you exit that game unranked. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, the short-lived ranking thing is, you know... uh, No,
1: I mean, we gotta gotta play a couple more games for that. I I believe, like you said, I mean, it's one of those things, I don't know where we're gonna move after this week with everything that happens during our bye, but I would like to think that it's not gonna knock us out of the top 25 just because we don't play, um... But if we lose to NC State, then we'll probably get knocked out. Now, if we beat NC State, we'll move up into the teens, and then losing to Clemson won't knock we'll us out. Will keep
3: us there, yeah,
1: right, yeah. But then, it, then it comes down to the next couple ones, right? I mean, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh lost to Georgia Tech yesterday. They looked really not great at all. Um, and then people again, have Notre those Dame, games,
3: man. You know, I mean,
1: Notre Dame's been getting better, so we know that we're going to be able to compete with these teams. You know, we've competed with these teams with lesser talent. In previous seasons, it's just, you know, getting through, you know, winning at the end of the game and and, and doing what you need to do at the end of the game to win games. But then also, like I said, and I'll always bring it up because that's going to be the main focus all the way through. But bringing it into November and finishing through November.
3: Yeah. And the November bug, like you mentioned, statistically speaking, not exactly our greatest month of football. No. So So I
1: got one more. um, And this is one that the only reason I want to bring it up is it's a good Good comment, but it it brings something up that we hadn't talked about yet. But
3: Perfect. That's okay. why we do this. Okay.
1: Okay, so we got to 5-0 and and appeared to escape with one other injury on the defense. The first team offense shouldn't have seen the field in the second half hour. The targeting on Hannah was probably the worst call I've seen, and now he misses the first half of the next game.
3: Uh, we talked about this at the, uh, the preview and just saying if we can get out of there with no injuries and not have anybody get a targeting call to where they would be – having to sit the bench and ride the pine for the first half of the next game, that would be great. Now, Rob Hanna, I mean, I just, I I don't think it's going to affect us that much. I mean, it's just the facts of it, but I mean, he plays special teams. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I get it. I get it. But you know, the, the call itself is questionable. Coach mentioned it in the presser. And when you look at it, there's a whole lot of, Things moving and going on there. And I think with what's been happening lately, especially in the NFL and things, I think these calls are going to tighten up. And if you don't think that things like that in the professional leagues don't trickle down into college football, then I think you, that's, a crazy, that's crazy. It absolutely, right. it absolutely does. And we, we saw what's happened with Tua and um, NASCAR has its own issues with, with head injuries right now. And I think just sports in general, um, this those types of things are going to get tightened up. And yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. Does it I mean, t- I just,
1: with me, again, it just comes down to clarity, right? Because when you're well, doing yeah. certain things, yeah. right? Because I'm telling you right now, against, what was it, Purdue? Or was it Virginia? It was against Virginia, There was right? one in each, wasn't there? No, I'm saying when Trevor Payne, you fumbled on the, on the kickoff. It was against was, Virginia, that was, right?
3: That was no, no, it was Virginia. It was that was, Virginia, the, that right? was the week yeah. we had four turnovers. Yeah,
1: yeah. That guy that hit him, speared him, speared him in his back. Yeah. Now, and he had his head and crown down. Now, that didn't matter for some reason because what? Because he wasn't targeting his head because they happened not to clash heads. Well, well, the the
3: rule is heads? the rule is to protect the Defender. both both of them. Both. It's the rule is to protect both parties involved. So yeah. if you. If you are on defense and you lower the crown of your helmet into someone's back like that. First of all, that's a targeting call. And I agree, but if you're putting yourself in danger, they're going to they're going to sit you to teach you a lesson that you can't play like that. You're you could get hurt, you could hurt someone else. It's it's the the rule is set in place to for both parties.
1: Right, but where I have the issue is is that okay, I get it when somebody hits somebody's helmet, but it's, it seems like it's only called when it's helmet-to-helmet. Helmet. Because a lot of times, the guy, the offensive player ends up changing levels after the other person I has understand. gone helmet I understand. Right? Yeah, so yeah. you're trying to tell me that if the defender does it but doesn't hit the helmet, then it doesn't matter. But you know what I mean? Like To me, it's like if the guy lowers his helmet, and whether it's his damn leg, his stomach, his back, it still should be called. And I that's think- just kind of where my – my focus is because now you're going to talk about offensive players attempting to lower their heads or get put in position when a player is coming in with their helmet down to get hit in the helmet to get that call right like i mean i just feel like there's so much there's so many things there that you know it should just be point blank cut and dry if you Put your helmet down and you come in like the the crown of your helmet is a damn weapon. I don't care Mm -hmm. if it's into your back or if it's into your helmet. That should be the same call.
3: Well, I would tend to agree with you. And I I think that it is supposed to be called, by the way, regardless. It's not just supposed to be a helmet to helmet hit. The the targeting call is lowering the crown of the helmet. I don't care. It doesn't matter where it lands on the body. I think there was one in the... Cle- was it the Clemson game? I think it was. I think it was the Clemson game where um, someone was ejected for targeting and it wasn't a helmet-to-helmet, but he lowered the crown. I think it went into someone's chest or something like that. Yeah, it was
1: one of the Clemson's defensive backs because that was one of the storylines that Clemson had a couple of freshmen out there playing corner.
3: Yeah, and, and so that one there is a case where what I'm talking about where they, they ejected that kid because he's a danger to himself, right? Right, so, and that's a good call. Right, and and I think that the the rule is clear. The problem is is that it's not always being called the same, and that's how and that's my
1: and that's my issue is you're literally yeah. sprinting down on kickoff coverage, and you're coming in, and then you lower your helmet <laughs> and you put it right into someone's back, and like no shit, they're gonna they're gonna fumble.
3: Yeah, and here's the other th- right, yeah, right. When you bend them backwards like that, <laughs> um, but here's the thing,
1: break his back at the same damn time.
3: We're we're reaching we're reaching the. Era where these these um, college athletes didn't learn the way even we learned it in Pop Warner because that's what we were told in Pop Warner. Like mm-hmm. I specifically remember being told to to use the crown of my helmet. All you know when you're when you're running with the ball and when you're tackling. So uh, I think we're reaching the era now where you that's not being taught anymore. So it's not a bad habit because when this first started, it was just a bad habit, right? Right. And it's also um, because you're trying to – here's my problem. You're trying I mean, to low your, lower your shoulder into somebody and then if, if, your, if your helmet happens to hit two because they move, if you're a defensive player and you're trying to hit a moving target by lowering your shoulder and your helmet hits them and then you get called for targeting, it's like that sucks. And then we've seen plenty of those. Right, so well,
1: that's just what it is. Your head's got to be up. You shouldn't be looking at the ground. You can't launch yourself. Helmet first. Like that's just how they teach it now, and that's how it's got to be. You know?
3: Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it's just kind of natural instinct to to lower the boom like that. It's the natural football move. You know what I mean? As far as I mean, I I,
1: I I do know what you mean. But I I mean, I also I came up to a, a situation like I didn't think that that was smart at all. Like I mean, I'd had my coaches that would call me names and stuff like that because I wasn't trying to go helmet to helmet one-on-one in a, in a high school because it's, it's practice and in high school in a game, like that's not what I'm going to do in the in game. You're going to try to make somebody miss
3: you. Right. We used like, to get yeah. high fives for marks on our helmet from coaches. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, if you can try <laughs> to play,
1: I try to play smarter, not harder. Yeah. Well, and going helmet to helmet in, in practice just didn't seem to me like it's just, you know, you yeah. Get the ball. Get up, and you have to go right through them.
3: Why? I understand. Cause I think why? it
1: because was... in the game, I'm going to do a spin move, or I'm going to try to juke you, so, or or stiff arm you. So why do I have to do this? Right. To prove how much I want it for you. I mean, it's the old the old way and the new way. There's a huge big question about that stuff, and I mean, I had I saw friends you know have a super, super amount of concussions, lose teeth, just because they're doing. You know they're trying to prove to their coaches that they're manly enough to go helmet to helmet and do this stupid drill that isn't even real life when it comes to the to, to the game. So I mean I do understand the changes of these you know the way that you teach the kids and and I understand the rule. I just want it to be more consistent.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. At Tim Abbott forty four with with any officiating on any call. By the way. It's just none of it, like the PI stuff. I mean, it's a whole another this. This is a whole nother podcast, but the PI stuff. It's, oh just, it's the same thing. Uh, at Tim Abbott forty four, just less. It's not as uh, dangerous. Uh, went exactly how it should when you have your shit together. Really optimistic that this could be a seven to eight win team this year, but also know they could finish five and seven or six and six, and it wouldn't be shocking. So I understand mm, that sentiment. I've said that. What's that?
1: <laughs> I've said that too.
3: Um, I understand the sentiment. I had the preseason pick of seven and five, and I see a path to seven and five. Although it's different than my original path, I still see a path. And like he said, eight. I could see eight, but I could also see coming into the Boston College game where if we don't win that game, we're going to not going to go to a bowl, right? So uh, it's tough. This slate of games coming up is absolutely freaking brutal. And you got to think about the NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame game. What kind of injuries are sustained? Do we get out of those 3 games without <laughs> losing anybody that's any more starters or any mon- any more integral parts of the offense or defense? And that's going to be what my I think that's my biggest fear coming into the next 3 games because you got then you got Pitt, Florida State, Wake, and, and Boston College to finish out the year, and if we're just going to keep losing players, man, it's just going to get worse and worse, and it could end up like like it's Tim's fear is that's a totally legitimate um, concern.
1: Well, and that's that's kind of the bugaboo when it comes to November, is usually that's what happens.
3: Right. So our first November is game is against a... Pitt. It wouldn't that be? Isn't that ironic? I mean, when you so when you. <laughs>
1: Well, what's ironic is that Kenny Pickett actually just replaced Mitch Trubisky in the uh, NFL took, game in Pittsburgh.
3: Took long enough.
1: Yeah, I know Pittsburgh going crazy. Golly. It was like, man, I, I was, I said, dude, I didn't know he was doing that bad. Mitch, there's only 32 NFL teams, and Mitch Trubisky's ranked 33rd in the NFL quarterbacks. So should have put Kenny Pickett
3: in two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, but um, either way, yeah. I mean, that's normally what happens. I and mean, when you get a recruiting, when you when you recruit in the in a situation where you're normally in the fifties or sixties in your recruiting class, and it's just it just stands to just be that you are not going to be as deep as other teams, and the gap between your starters or maybe even second string and the people below is just that much bigger. So I feel like that is what happens when it comes towards November. And we go through, and in October we play these tough games, and, and we compete. The Wake Forests and the Clemson's of last year, we compete, but with that comes, you know, collateral damage, and it comes in the, the, the injuries in the situation where now, even though we have competed against these better teams, we're playing against these other teams, and now we don't have that that type of depth. So that's that's been the November bug. And um, honestly, I mean, it's the same fear that I, I have a huge fear because the chance of us going through those type of games, those three games, and mm-hmm. not having some type <laughs> of significant injury is slim to none.
3: I know. it's what's scary about it.
1: And who is it going to be? And that's the thing is you just never know. And then when you sit there and you play with fire and it, and it just sucks because we're in a situation where, again, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of comments on Facebook and probably Twitter – of the same thing where, you know, you have, you know, Nadal, just like winning close games makes you a good team, putting Wagner away without any hiccups speaks volumes. And even our buddy brand, Brandon Buskey, it wasn't that Wagner is that good or is that bad. I think that we are actually really, really good. So, I mean, there's a situation where there's a lot of fans that see the talent on the team and think that we're, you know, think we're special, but those type of things along the line of the season kind of ruin that, and you know i guess the fear is is it going to happen again
3: well wagner is terrible by the
1: way they're just super bad super bad yeah so um
3: (laughs) we're good we are good they are terrible both of those things are true We are.
1: he said we are really really good and it it wasn't that wagner is that bad no wagner was that bad and i wouldn't say we're really really good we're probably just good but still
3: i think we're really good i think we're really really good good
1: compared to what we normally are i guess considering right but you know when you look at it um it's 100% right. You see these next six games, and considering what may happen or what could happen or things that have happened in the past. I mean, how many times have we actually gone through a full season with our starting quarterback being the starting quarterback every single game? I mean, you just look at
3: And how awesome is, is, he, is he been this year, honestly? Like,
1: he's been awesome.
3: Been 100%. phenomenal.
1: And that's the whole thing, too, is this a 5-0 and for the first time since 1987? The fact that nobody thought we were going to be 5-0. and Nobody, as far as fans go. I mean, I think we're some of the more optimistic fans. I had
3: him at 4-1. and one I mean, there game. you go. Yeah. I
1: didn't even have him at 4-1, and one, I don't think. But <clears throat> I thought that if we beat Louisville, we had a chance to go 4-1. and one. But 5-0 and o was never really, uh, it was like, 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 let's get to the Purdue game, right?
3: Right. And so, Purdue was the hinge pin of that whole either 4-1 or 5-0, in right. my opinion,
1: yeah. So, again, being 5-0, and o, like, that's great. But then you look at the next six, and the next six are better than any of the teams you've played, minus maybe Purdue. Um, they went out and they beat an undefeated Minnesota team yesterday and Aiden O'Connell is playing through pain. He's been injured since our game. Um, he missed the game in between, um, when we played them the week we played Virginia, he didn't play. Um, so he got injured during our game and last, he was questionable game time decision going into yesterday. He played Purdue beat Minnesota. So that's a good, um, it's a good win for them. And, you know, a little bit to show us that Purdue wasn't a slouch, um,
3: yeah, you could tell they're no slouch, man. They're just a little bit one-dimensional. That's all. But that one dimension is huge. Super
1: like, good.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, at Michelle A. Milou, Milou. Mil- Mil- uh, I've watched football my entire life and covered it for fifteen years. And this is the only. This is only the second time I've seen a shortened game, running clock, or shortened quarters. Um, TB. I don't know what TBS is, but normally you have to. To be scheduled is what I thought it was. Uh, normally, you have to uh, have your starters play in the second half. Normally, you have your starters play one second half series, which is what we talked about. They shouldn't mm-hmm. have today. Absolutely. So, nah. yes. By the way, um, uh, Dominic did mention something about uh, running clock in the preview show when he came through the Spotify uh, live uh, green room. And uh, to his credit, I think... Uh, Obviously, saw the writing on the wall there at sideline. Well, SSN Syracuse sideline sports network Syracuse um, complete domination. Really questionable to keep the starters out there as long as uh, um, in, for that long uh, could almost be disastrous. Uh, quick, quick sideline Syracuse story. So, over the off season, I was approached about taking over the sideline Syracuse Twitter page. And I said, okay, well, fine. I'll, 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 try it out, you know, whatever. Um, I'm so bad at Twitter that they didn't even tell me that I was fired. They just, I just was scrolling on Twitter one day and I saw someone was tweeting from that account and I'm like, uh, and I went to check my, I went to check my accounts and you, you go to Twitter and you can switch through your accounts or whatever. Right. And sure enough, I no longer had access, so um, that's fine. I get it. I, I was bad at it. It's, it's okay. Um, I got over it pretty quick, but um, I, would, <laughs> I would fire myself from our own account if I could. If someone else could take it over, I'd probably do it, um, but that's a, yeah, well, I thought that was funny. I never mentioned it. Um, at Garrett 96245210. I guess there's that many at Garrett's. Nine wow. six two four five two one zero. Uh, does LaQuint Allen have the longest run in Syracuse history without scoring? We went over that. That's why I looked it up. Thank you, Garrett. Yes, he does. Ninety yards without scoring is a school record. At Jack and Angie thirteen. Just those darn penalties got to get straightened out before the Before NC State rolls in, yeah. Look, you're not going to win any more of these games like that. I just don't see it, and. To, to not be poised enough against a Wagner is a little concerning. So if I was to be like real critical about it, I mean that's um that's something that really really bothers me is cuz you look at the next, I mean just look at all of the rest of the games honestly. Yeah.
1: No. I mean I more or less looked at it the other day as just getting some stuff out, you know, working on your basic stuff. I mean it didn't seem like it was that difficult for Tucker and, and those guys. Obviously you want to deal with penalties, but anything it's hard to clean up in the middle of a, of a game week. You know, I'm more or less looking towards NC state and this whole bye week as far as, you know, this is where you make the changes. This is where people get healthy. This is where you can, you know, sprinkle in different things on offense and the defense and no one's seen on tape. And um, this is actually where you can, you know, make changes in your starting lineup if you think that it's necessary. So, Um, It just stinks because you talk about, okay, these penalties, got to clean up these penalties, and these people are like, Veterello and Blight are just like, you know, false starts waiting to happen and this, this, and that. And then you watch and false start on Chris Blight, false start on Carlos Veterello, and you're playing Wagner. So it's like – That's too much. It's it's frustrating, and, again, it's going to happen. I understand it's going to happen, but, um, I mean, 8 for 75 against that team, it's tough.
3: Yeah. Then yeah. That's just to put it into perspective.
1: Not a crap you don't need to do. Exactly.
3: All right. Let's see here. They had
1: more penalty yards than they had offensive yards.
3: That's a great point, point. and also <laughs> wild. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether to be proud of that for for. for I don't know. I don't. Dude, I, don't, like, I, don't <laughs> I mean, it's, it's I a screenshot I said, of the, of the <laughs> team stats,
1: and I was like, because my buddy was like fifty-nine, nothing like this, this, and that, and I was like, dude. That's not the half of it. And I took, like, I screenshotted the damn team stats and sent them to him. And he's like, oh, my God. It's like 50 yards? I said, yeah. And we only played 10-minute quarters in the second half. And he just gave me, like, these, like, the big big old eyes. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, like, it was that bad. Like, I mean, it's just one of those things where, I mean, they might be the worst team. (laughs) Like... I mean, I don't know how many D one aa schools there are overall, and I know that we're in like the one thirties or forties as far as Division One, but they might be the worst team in Division One AA. I mean, we just like again, I'll go back to Brent Axe. We we had no we should not be playing a team like that. There's plenty of D one aa That's schools. It's easy
3: to say AA. now.
1: There are plenty of D one aa schools that will give do, us do, a better. Do, do,
3: Better run. challenge than that. Yes. yes. We and we should be looking would... for a challenge. And I totally agree. But we don't know what. I mean, like, I don't even know how that works, Joe. Do they approach us? We approach them. They're a New York team. We're a New York team. I mean, it's one of those okay. things. It's just, you know what I mean?
1: There's so many other ones, though. I, mean, I, like, I totally agree.
3: Is but is who makes that me. decision is my, is my question. Colgate, that's what I'm saying.
1: Albany. I don't know who makes that decision.
3: Bro. Well, that's what it comes down to.
1: All I know is that Wagner got paid a full game and they still owe us 10 minutes.
3: Yeah, they do. We should put them in the freaking octagon. That's what we should do. (laughs) If not now, when 84? Dang, I thought Wagner would at least get a field goal, but they never even got close. Could have had our second and third string in there and won this easily. Clean up the penalties um, would be my only criticism. On to the pack. Go Kears. Yeah, that's everybody's criticism, I guess. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll see. Like Coach said, got some things to clean up, got some owies that need to heal, all that good stuff. And, you know, um, just really happy to be 5 and 0 right now and um, just enjoy it um, because it's going to get tough. And I hope, I really hope that we can get a couple of things. I really hope we can get people in the dome. Look, we got two, the next two games in the dome mm. are going to be huge NC State and Notre Dame. And, um, I really hope we can get people in there for the NC state game because just in all fairness to give all the, all the credit to, to both of these teams, but you know, I feel like NC state's a team that we need, we, we need to pack the dome for because the 12th man atmosphere I think is going to be needed. Because I think they are they're as, as good as you think they are. And despite the loss yesterday and despite where they sit in the standings, which isn't even a fair assessment at this point because of their one conference game. So it's got to be huge. And I hope people turn out. And I think Dude, they, I think they yeah. will for NC State. But the question is, what happens at NC State? What happens at Clemson? And then coming into uh, the Notre Dame at Syracuse game right. is the
1: question. <laughs> So. Well, I mean, my again, Notre Dame should be a no-brainer. They never come to the dome, it's Notre Dame. They travel well. There's a lot of Notre Dame fans. Um that should probably be a, our highest attendance of the season. It's probably. But if we lose to NC State and Clemson, then people have a reason not to go. Now, when you talk about you know, when it comes to Syracuse University, there's not a lot of people There's not a lot of kids that go there, right? It's not like one of these kid these these schools that have hundreds of thousands of students, right? Like, it's just not
3: Right, that. yeah, because when you, look, when you look at the SEC schools and you look throughout Clemson even, um, Florida State, when you look at all of these um, uh, Virginia Tech, I mean, they have so many students show out for these games. Yeah. And it is just, that's the difference maker. And we've got the local yokels. And I grew up with some local yokels. My parents are local yokels. They like to yokel local it down at the bar. They don't like to fight the crowds, you know? Curmudgeons. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And the thing is, is like a football game, and when
1: you're at a school, like that's part of what it is, right? So, yeah, I mean, what do we have? 21, 22,000 kids that go to the university. Mm-hmm. 6,200 going is pretty good.
3: It's pretty good. That's over when you 25%. Got an Alabama, that's right around it.
1: 38,5%. I bet you. A lot of fans or a lot of kids are going to those to those games, right? So, and then when you really look at it too, I mean, again, you get some people that get upset. Oh, if you're going to talk negative, then don't. It's not a. We're not like. I think people take it too personal. Obviously, if you're a fan out of state, we. I mean, we're the same way. Obviously, we aren't going to be able to make it to the games every single time. But I know that when I did live in Syracuse, I went to every game, as long as I could. You know, obviously. Get there, afford it, and all that other stuff, right? There was very rarely a wedding here or there that I didn't make it, Um and I do understand the climate of inflation and your money and everything like that. So it was, I'm not, I'm, we're not on here like bagging fans that like don't have the means. Absolutely you know, not. Like, I hope that doesn't like get confused,
3: choose. which is and why, then, and, and, and
1: that's the whole point. Like, it's not like we're sitting here saying, "Don't." You know, don't go grocery shopping. Go to the Syracuse game, right? Like, we're not – obviously, if you can't do it, you can't do it. But my whole point is that at the end of the day, when you look at Onondaga County and the surrounding counties of Cayuga, Oswego, Cortland, Madison, and I'm going to count Oneida because that's pretty damn close, and everyone drives there to get cigarettes. Close enough,
3: day. right, yeah. So
1: at the end of the day, you have everyone those drives five there to get
3: cigarettes. That's true. They that go to Cigarettes and Turning Stone, uh, I right? know, yeah, yeah, So, right, so you can do that. That's my mom. My mom drives to the reservation for cigarettes. But I'm
1: saying you have Onondaga County and the five surrounding counties with close to a million people. And I just think that it's absurd that you can't get 40,000 people when you're talking about less than a 30, 40 minute drive. I mean, I drive 40 minutes to work every day and back. So at the end of the day that's what I'm talking about. It's not a specific person. It's not like I'm sitting here shaming people into not paying their light bills to fuck go to the Syracuse game, right? Like that's not what it is. It's a situation where we have this many people around 40,000. I mean, I don't think it's that I that mean, coach, coaches coaches
3: coaches all but begging for it. He may he's made numerous comments about up. it. Numerous we comments. have some of the cheapest tickets how do you in get, the country. How do you get kids excited to come play at this school? with The atmosphere, the way it is from the people that show up, do a freaking awesome job. And it's loud yep, as hell. Absolutely. Yep.
1: And, and this isn't
3: us No, no on the fans that show up not absolutely We understand
1: not. that you can be a fan from your living room. We get that. We do that. I've lost my voice in my living
3: room. Right, exactly. Yes, mostly during basketball games, but yes. Oh, football's longer. <laughs> it's a longer game. Yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta pace yourself for a football game. But, uh, but there were days, there were days back, you know, even before, uh, you know, in the recent podcast era for us, um, that, you know, there was a lot of screaming going on. I've, since doing that, I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm older or what, but uh, the podcast has calmed me down. I look at things a little bit different because I feel like I need to be more objective instead of yep. just that angry fan, which I was the angry you know, fan, I guys. I was. I was the angry yeah. fan.
1: No, you were, and you were the same. Yeah, you would have been – You back then, you would have been the guy that wasn't going to go to the game. That's just what it is. But, I mean, again, that's my whole point is I'm not trying to shame anybody. And even like what you said, you almost brought it off as like a question. Like, why can't we get 40? Why can't we get 40? I mean, let's just put it in perspective. You take those million people, all right? 900 and what is it? <laughs>
3: 900 and whatever thousand.
1: 990, however many, or 50,000 or whatever it is. 950,000, 960,000. We're all in the same boat that we can't go to the game. We all got kids that play high school on Friday night or we are all going to the fair at the same time or apple picking like it's just a question it's not shaming individuals it's not shaming and if you're if you're somebody who lives in central new york and you feel attacked when we talk about this stuff it's probably cuz you know you should be going to the game but at the end of the day we're not shaming people to spend money they don't have to do this or if they have obviously something going on you know obviously a pre-existing thing on their schedule that they can't do i get it your kids in varsity i get it like, I'm not asking you to skip your kid's varsity game to go watch Syracuse. But overall, you have enough people to wear. All this stuff shouldn't matter. We still should be able to fill it. And I think we – like, sometimes, you know, I think some people think that we're shaming people. And there's been a lot of big questions, especially since being 5-0, and about the attendance and everything. And I think we're just asking the same question. I mean, we're bringing up facts. We know stuff is going on. But, I mean, we see – How many people live around the surrounding areas? They talk about, you know, unless they start winning and everything, we're not going to go see.
3: Well, there's always uh, an excuse.
1: That's my whole point, is there always an excuse. And now it's just seemingly is that there's really not an excuse for that type of close population to not be able to put at least 40 to 45,000 people in that stadium and make it a little bit easier for them to win some games.
3: Um by the way, it's not true. I, I I would go to games even when they sucked. I've done it. Okay. I feel like I need to clear my name now. Joe just threw me under the bus for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but especially when my wife was getting like five, ten dollar student tickets and you know, the back in the Oh my Gosh, know, I what get was that? that ninety ninety eight, ninety nine? Yeah. I
1: just remember how much you knew about the football team when we started the football podcast. So that's kind of what I was going off of. That's
3: well, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Now, I watched it. I just didn't w- live it. Fair? Okay. Fair. I live it now. It's because um, you go through, you know, look. I'm proud it was, of all, you it, was almost, it was something you know, I lived. Thanks, Joe. It was something yeah. I lived in high school in the Donovan McNabb era, and shortly after. And then you just get, you know, you, look, but th- they stunk. They, they stunk for 20 years. They
1: did. They did. And I get it. <laughs> I get it. But like I said, like, that's what I said. Remember when we started this? And you were like, man, I don't know. Not, you only knew like three or four players. You didn't know. Now, I was like, dude, once you start following it, once we start getting into it, you're going to pick it right up. And guess what? For the last however many years, you know what, all the players on the team, you know all the, I mean, you know the names.
3: I mean... What is this year? What is this year? Is this our... Sixth? Is it our sixth?
1: Sixth or seventh. I want to say that we've covered every year that Babers has been here, but I'm not sure.
3: I'll have to look into that. Anyway, it's been a long time, and we're happy to do it. I love doing this. And I, and I and, you know, I'd look for filler during the bye week and maybe we'll do something, but I'm not promising anything because it's going to be a grind from here on out because it's, it's looking like bowl bound to me, statistically speaking at this point. So uh, we're going to have the overlap and pace ourselves and then it's going to be hitting the road running up until mm-hmm. NCAA tournament time. And um, it's a grind doing the podcast. It is. I've got everything that I need to do down to a science, and it doesn't take me as much time as it used to. But it's a freaking. The schedule is a grind, and it that's what it, it is. It 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 gets it gets to be. I don't want to say it's difficult because I love doing it, but it it does consume it's finding time. Yes, it consumes your you know yeah. When can you do it? And plus, it's two dudes that have b- both been doing this podcast for six seven years, and um. To be able to coordinate all of these shows, this is our and 383rd show or something like that. I mean, we're approaching 400 freaking shows. It's wild. So um, to be able to stick together this long and do this and also still have the motivation, I think I feel like I get more, more motivated every year. I get more motivated to do it. And... um <clears throat> It's just a blast. It's just a blast. So
1: it is. It's uh, like you get more motivated to do it, and I feel like we're we're working out kinks to try to you know make it as as best as we possibly can.
3: It's fun while to see working the sh- our
1: full time jobs right. while dealing with six children total that are getting older that have all these extracurriculars and all that stuff, while still trying to you know obviously keep the preview and the post game of the overlapping sports. Um, it's hectic. 100% hectic. It's hectic. But, it's mean, a good way to I put it. I love it.
3: I love it too. And also, um, the show has grown tremendously. And I'll tell you what, a lot of that has to do with word of mouth. And I appreciate all of you who who have been with us for a long time. I know um, Anthony and um, Dom and Zach and I could name uh, Michael. I could name a 100 names, um, especially the guys that are in the green room all the time, uh, Matt and, and all those guys. And. Um, that's huge, but what's also huge is when the teams are winning (laughs) because people seek this kind of content and, uh, we, we kind of do it different. I feel like we do it different than, than everybody else. Plus, um, it's consistent you know when it's going to be here. So, um, that's to our good. You know, when it's going to be here, football has been Sundays and Tuesdays. This is the third or fourth year we've done Sundays and Tuesdays. Um, and, uh, Keep it consistent, that's huge. So, anyways, all right, I digress. Uh that I think is gonna do it for us. And, and no, I know that's gonna do it for us. Um Dom getting in late. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold the phone. Okay, Dom. Let let him on. He he comes in as, as everything is wrapping up. The timing's impeccable. What what do you, what do you got, buddy?
0: Love you guys.
3: Love you that's too, man. All,
0: that's it. I just I fell asleep on the couch watching Star Wars with my eight year old. <laughs> that's a that's a killer
3: Sunday right there.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, I just gonna you probably went through this. I have never in my life seen anything like what I heard. Ten minute quarters. Like I uh, now it, my youth my music pastor is a Georgia fan. Tons of NC State fans at my church. ECU fans. And I'm just, and one Mississippi State fan, and I'm asking them all, have they ever seen it? And the only time I think my music pastor said maybe one time they played like Furman, maybe that, that, that it happened. But dude, I've never, and I'm not even hearing anything about it. When, when like, like I'm watching like Sports Center or anything, like they haven't even talked about it. To me, that's the most amazing thing of it. So,
3: yeah, it's a bit weird. Makes you and, wonder. But, Oh, and I
0: said it like as a tongue-in-cheek joke on the on the on the Wagner preview show, and but and when when I heard it happen, I'm like, holy crap! I can't even like I can't even believe that's actually
1: allowed.
3: <laughs> yeah, and we we gave you credit for it uh, earlier in the show, by the way. I brought that up, so yeah, yeah. We I, did. It's and
1: we we spoke about a lot of different other little things that were weird about just you know how we had two running backs that in one play had more offense than than. Wagner did all game and
3: we had more truly penalty yards than Wagner had yards. Biggest
1: mismatches I've ever seen in college football. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: The the, the pen, our offensive line is the only thing I think that will hold us back from a, and we'll, having an eight or nine win season. If our offensive line was was anything like it was in twenty eighteen. Um, I, I think we could, this team is better than that team, except for our offensive line. We have more pros at more positions than that team had. And if we had that offensive line with, uh, with, with coaches, you know, son-in-law and, and all those guys on it, um, th- th- we could win ACC, I think there's, there's more pros on this team, but that, that that's, it's, it's going to hold us back. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Were you watching any of that Clemson
1: State game list? Yeah. And both those defenses scare the hell out of me with their
3: offensive line. Yeah, we talked about that. I couldn't believe how good they were. They're awesome. Clemson is scary. – They're scary, scary, like, efficient, both of those defenses. You see how big
1: that linebacker from NC State is? Yes. number one? (laughs) Was that Sam Moore or something like that? Yeah. Oh man, yeah, they they, and they're problem.
3: fast, boy. Oh man, they're fast. And Ooh,
1: defensive the, backs I, were fast too.
3: Yeah. So, yeah,
0: I was. I, that was one thing I saw. So I I liked that they were tinkering with the first with Tucker and Schrader in there, and moving Davis to 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 left guard and bringing Enrique Cruz in and putting him at right tackle. I like to see that. I actually, I think some of Tucker's bigger runs, if I remember correctly, I was still working until eight o'clock last night. Don't get me started. Screw that! Yeah, I know, man. Please, we (laughs) going through rat inspections here and everything. The rats are still so long. I'm one day if we if we are ever able to talk in the minutia of what morons decide how to deliver mail and bureaucracy in the federal government, you you, you you'll make me want to drink after. Don't get me don't
3: get me started.
0: Hey, if you think that any form of the government is run well, man, it's We know it's not. The no.
3: <laughs> we know it's not. They can't even take care of veterans through their healthcare system. No, please, no. no. Um,
0: but um, I think that that line was the best rushing line of the night. If I if I'm I if I'm sure. So I think putting the the the, the thinner, faster right tackle to get those edge rushers. You know, and then Dakota, who can actually get some push up the middle, because Vettorello is—I—I I don't know why I can't stand the guy, but it's like two or three penalties every game, yeah. dude. You're the center.
3: Yeah, you're the center. The center. I know. It's it's oh. discouraging for sure. Yes. We Joe hit yeah. on that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's super. <laughs> I'm sorry, I fell asleep. You're, you're good, <laughs> Dom. We we appreciate you, buddy. Yep. I'm
0: Sunday I'll I'll uh, we will speak on the on the NC State um, preview. Preview. I got a funny story about um somebody on my route, their son is a freshman four-star running back at NC State. I may have told talked to you guys about it, but he uh, he had awesome things cuz his son was was also recruited by Virginia and I was going to bring it up on the NC State preview because, you know, his name is Michael Allen, he's a four-star running back for for State. Um, he's a freshman this year, played baseball with my son. He was actually better at baseball, but he's just – I don't even think he's six foot. So that's why he's not playing college baseball. But anyway, um, great story about his dad telling me how his – what Michael's relationship was with Coach Anai and how, how uh, you know, so I, I have that for you in the NC State preview. But mm-hmm. you, you guys have a great Sunday. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, Thanks, absolutely, bud. Thanks, Thank Tom.
3: You. Bye. Right, bye-bye. Uh, yeah, so, look, now, this for real this time is for real this time. That is going to do it for us. Happy to get anybody on who requests to speak, even though it'd be a little late. That's fine. Totally happy with that. Uh, look, uh, Andre Sisco with the with the pick six this afternoon for Jacksonville, by the way. Getting the spotlight. Pretty cool to see. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, pretty cool to see. Uh, for Joe, I'm sure. We're wow. out. See you next time.
1: Peace.